Welcome to Around the IT Block Podcast presented by HPE. I'm your host, the IT Oddfather, Calvin Zito. This is podcast number five. And in this podcast, we're going to look at a workload. In fact, we're going to look at workloads for the next three podcasts. This podcast, we're going to look at SAP HANA. In podcast number six, we're going to look at Microsoft SQL Server. And in podcast number seven, we're going to look at Oracle and Mixed Workloads. So joining me on this podcast to talk about SAP HANA is Chris Kinsler. Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, so I'm Chris Kinsler, and I am a solution product manager, of course, in the HPE storage division. And my major focus is on SAP and Oracle. And uh, I've been in the storage industry for what seems like an eternity, but over 15-ish years. Well, as long as you've been in the industry, you got a ways to go before you catch up with me. I'm at 38 and a half years, and I'm really looking forward to 40 and to see what that uh, employee gift is that I get to pick because uh, number 35 was pretty awesome. You're talking 40 years at HPE, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm at 38 wow. right now. So it's, uh, yeah. I'm That's a, awesome. Let's jump into talking about SAP. Give me a little bit of a starting point of what's going on in the market with SAP and SAP HANA specifically, because I think that's what we're going to deal with here today. Actually, we just recently got a survey from SAP themselves, and they went out, pushed a uh, survey to all sorts of different uh, folks, including their own customers. And it came back saying that 71% of uh, customers want to keep their mission-critical data on-prem, right? So based on whether it's, you know, government regulations or company regulations or just in general, companies nervous of the public cloud, we really are seeing a huge trend of mission-critical data on-prem. So that's kind of the first trend here that is important to understand. The second thing is really the in-memory database market is growing incredibly quickly. So um, 37% Kager. So if there are customers out there looking at it, there really are massive benefits to running your database in memory, quicker reporting and all sorts of different things that gives you good business outcomes. So you're not alone when you're looking at going to an in-memory database. And the last trend with SAP in particular is uh, they are end of lifing SAP core for mainstream databases in 2027. So the major thing here is they did have that at 2025 and about six months ago, they extended it to 2027. Um, And the key there is the transition really is difficult. So um, when you're transitioning from SAP Core to SAP HANA, you really need to choose a vendor that knows the workload itself. So you do need to start kind of planning your transition to HANA now, even though it seems, you know, a while out and it's six years. So those are kind of the trends. Okay. Well, we're going to make sure that you stick around working on SAP HANA until 2027. So I just want to make that point clear. I'll I'll send a note to your manager here to make sure he understands. So I've heard for a a number of years that HPE is really a leader across both compute and storage with SAP HANA. What, what's, I'm sure you probably know more than I do in terms of what's HPE's play in this space, and I assume we're the infrastructure leader for SAP HANA. Yeah, so uh, Gartner has done three reports historically, and they're actually looking at uh, SAP HANA deployments in total. Um, And the last one they did was in 2019. 
and it clearly shows us is the leader with uh, about 40% market share. And what's crazy about that is we are literally bigger than our three closest competitors combined as far as number of deployments. So we are crushing it. And the question is, how did we get there, right? So we're number one on appliance and TDI deployments. We're number one on BW4 and S4 HANA deployments. We're number one for on-prem deployments and we're number one for cloud hosted deployments. And, and then the next question is, how did we get there? Well, we've had a really rich relationship with SAP. So about 30 years of, of co-innovation together. And as a matter of fact, uh, I still fly out to SAP in Waldorf, Germany uh, twice a year. And we lock ourselves in a room for a few days and figure out how the two companies can innovate together and create a better together story. So, you know, I'm the SAP guy, um, but of course, I actually think the market share is going to grow bigger than 40%, right? So, um, and when we talk about, again, I hinted at it last time, SAP really is a difficult deployment. So you really want to choose an infrastructure provider that knows the workload. So, HPE really is the answer, in my opinion, for, for HANA deployments. So when I first got exposed to SAP HANA and kind of came to that aha moment that this is an in-memory database and people are starting to ask me about storage for SAP HANA, my question was, okay, why? <laughs> You're running this stuff in memory. Obviously, stuff gets swapped out and comes back in, and so there's probably some need for external storage, but what, what's what's the driver around external primary storage for SAP HANA? Yeah, and it's funny that you asked that question because honestly, that's, I go and present at the SAP show all the time, and that's the first question I get, like, it's in memory, why the heck do you need storage? And kind of the, the analogy that I like to use is a, a Word document. So if you're typing a super important Word document, there's really, I, I what I do is I put it on autosave, and then I also hit the save button intermittently. And that's exactly what persistent storage is doing in the HANA environment. So the data is being written via something called a save point every five minutes to the storage. And then additionally, logs are written upon commit. And then also storage hosts the boot image. So it really is critical in a HANA environment. That way um, you don't lose data. Because if you lose data or your data goes offline in these mission critical environments, it literally means a revenue impact for the customer. So storage really is uh, a main part in every HANA environment. And it's it's a great question to be asked. Let's uh, let's keep talking about the, the storage piece. And I know we've been doing some testing. Of course, we Beginning of May, we've announced HPE Electra, and I kept hearing you guys on the HPE Electra announcement calls that we were working that you had some pretty exciting workload testing you had done. Tell me a little bit about what you guys have seen, because uh, I think that's going to be an interesting discussion for customers to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. So pretty exciting. First and foremost, I'll say... Um, the HANA workload really is important to HPE storage. So I think we might be the only company, um, if not a, a handful of others that literally have HANA TDI enterprise storage certified on the day of launch, right? So it's really important to us. And then I think that when we look at the overall trends of the SAP market, right? Where 71% of customers wanna keep their data on-prem, 
But on the other hand, the, you know, the cloud is real, right? So people want a cloud-like feel. They want a cloud or an as-a-service type of offering. Um, and so that is really what HPE Electra is doing, right? So from the actual overall layer, we have something we released called the Data Services Cloud Console, which gives you that cloud-like or as-a-service type feel, but it's really powering the new Electra 9,000 arrays and 6,000 arrays, which is the big release. So um, when we did the certification for SAP HANA TDI Enterprise Storage, you have to run a tool that SAP actually provides the vendors. It's called the HCMT tool. What's really cool about this is there's no way around to, to tweak any parameters in this tool for the different storage vendors. So we take this tool, our competitors take this tool and you have to run it. And so you literally get a true non-biased opinion of performance, right? And you can check out on SAP's website for how many nodes, production nodes of HANA you can run on a storage box. So that's the first thing to understand. And the second thing is when we did run this, um, the Electra, HPE Electra 9000 is able to support 96 SAP HANA production nodes in a 4U space. And that is massive and it is far better than our competition. And I would say anybody listening to this podcast, just jump on the SAP Enterprise Storage website and take a look at the numbers. Um, and you'll see the 9000 is absolutely ready for prime time for SAP HANA. And additionally, uh, we did the Enterprise HANA uh, storage certification for the Electra 6000. And in that testing, uh, we also got super impressive numbers. So um, it's 100% increase or about 2x uh, better than a current industry leading uh, tier one storage array. And it's uh, SAP HANA production node densities up to 54 HANA nodes. So again, when you look at the overall story, I think the HPE Electra 9000 and 6000 are awesome fits for uh, the SAP HANA workload. You know, we all know, and I kind of bring it up in probably half the podcasts I'm doing, that Antonio a couple of years ago said that everything we gonna, that we do will be available as a service. And, you know, GreenLake is our primary way, uh, route to, to get to as a service. What kind of options do customers have of deploying SAP HANA as a service using GreenLake? Yeah, so in the HANA space, we're in a great place in the HPE storage division as well as HPE overall. So first and foremost, of course, we have our, you know, the GreenLake uh, storage as a service offering, which we're plugged into. Um, we also have a SAP HANA practice in GreenLake that just comes in and they that's all they do is they deploy HANA, right? So um, you go in, the customer decides they want to run HANA, we bring the infrastructure on-prem and get it up and running for them. So that's an awesome opportunity for customers to do a true as-a-service CapEx type model for HANA. And then the last option we have um, is we actually, so SAP has released something called, and it's a, it's a mouthful, but SAP S4 HANA Cloud Private Edition Customer Data Center Option. <laughs> and that it sounds is, like poetry, man. That is that's like it's, it, that's that's beautiful. Can you say that one more time again so uh, we all get it? 
It's impressive. And I won't say it correctly the second time, right? So they have this option. And what it is, that's kind of, they have something called Heck HANA Enterprise Cloud that's them hosting HANA themselves. But what they did, again, based on that trend of 71% of their customers wanting to be on-prem, this is them taking HANA Enterprise Cloud and deploying it in the customer's data center. And what's cool about this is it's actually powered by GreenLake. So um, again, proving that our relationship with SAP is better than everybody else, and we run SAP better than anybody else in the market. So those are our three options around the as-a-service. Well, it's a pretty thorough update on what's going on with SAP HANA. If people want to learn more about what HPE Storage is doing with SAP HANA, where can they find more? Yeah, just go to hpe.com slash storage slash SAP. Chris, thanks for joining me to talk about SAP HANA. Hang around and we'll record podcast number seven, where we'll talk about Oracle and mixed workloads. With this now being an official HPE podcast, you will no longer be able to find new episodes on TalkShoe. You can find the podcast on Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Podcast Attic. Hopefully you'll find it soon on iTunes. And if you really struggle to find it, go to feeds.transistor.fm slash around dash the dash it dash block. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.